0: Earn, Spend, Live presents Eavesdropping. Real women, real talk.
1: Hey guys. Hey, it's
0: Malia. <laughs> and Elise. And today we are talking about Equal Pay
1: Day and the gender pay gap. Equal Pay Day was yesterday. As of when this podcast releases, yet. yes. It was on April 4th. Yeah. And what, what is what is? Darn it, I, I was going to ask do you. you! No, I'm asking uh, you because you know more. Fine. <laughs> You're a resident feminist.
0: Um, Equal day is the day of the year. And follow me because this is, this is a little tricky. So it's the day of the year women must work into the new year to catch up with what men made in the, the previous year? year. Okay. Yeah, so for like 2016... Men earned money from January to December. To catch up to that amount, women worked all of 2016 and then this far into 2017. And that's just white girls. Um, African American women will hit their equal payday July 31st. And Latina women, it will be November 2nd. That's depressing. They make something like 50%. It's like slightly over 50%, like 56% of what men make. That's insane. Yeah, African American women are in like the 70, 60, 70%, and then um, white women hit about 80% in most states. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It's nuts. It's stupid. So, I mean, that also means Latino women make 30% less than white women, Mm -hmm. which is all kinds of messed up. Yeah. And black women make 10, 15% less than white women. Very messed up.
1: So, this is why. So, why is this? Let's talk about why. People argue so about why. Reasons. I know. It's so emotional. So some people
0: will tell you that women make less because they just want to.
1: Which is a Nonsense. fan lie. No one wants to not make a lot of money. Um, and no then one. the
0: other one is like, men need to make more money because they're the breadwinner. False. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Wrong. I've got nothing wrong. <laughs> um, and then there's just plain old systemic bias. Um, and they found time and time again. So like the reason we can say these first two reasons are not true is because and they found examples. Um, Lily Ledbetter is a famous example. Um, that's who the Lily Ledbetter equal pay act is named after. She found out that despite consistently having better performance, she was making less than a man with the exact same job title same like equivalent years of experience. She may have even had more, um, and then she got fired because she wasn't supposed to talk about how much she made. Oh my god! We'll yeah, I'll be fired. <laughs> so that's exactly. <laughs> so she sued, and it went all the way up, and then Obama was like, "Hey guys, you actually can't do that." Um, and then so far, everyone has just ignored it. I mean, the thing is, it's it's still illegal, strictly speaking. To pay people differently. But there are all sorts of ways people get around that. Mm-hmm. And the end result
1: is that men will get promoted faster. Men will get better titles. Well, and one thing that... I think I read an article the other day. You probably sent it to me. <coughs> I'm sure you did. I send a lot of articles. But it was this woman explaining why... Like, basically, men are better... They're taught to negotiate. And they yeah. it's, like, just an instinct to them. And so when they're first hired out of college or out of high school, they, when they are hired somewhere, they will negotiate their salary, whereas women will just take what they're given. And then, so they're in, like, they're behind to begin with. So then when they get a promotion, and a man gets a promotion, it's still, like, it's always going to be uneven. And it grows. Like, the yes. lifetime losses or something, like, like
0: over a million dollars, um, and, I mean, I can tell you personally that's true. I graduated with a writing degree, and someone offered me a job, and I was like, oh, my God, thank you. Like, this is so yes. much money. Because I know, you know, millennials were coming out of, like, young millennials are coming out on the, like, what's the the end of the Great Recession where you mm-hmm. have these older millennials who graduated, and some of them may still be working at Starbucks, which is fine, but that's not really what I had in mind when I went to college for four years to study professional and technical writing um and so yes yeah, one was like do you want a job like before you even graduate <laughs> i was like yes hand me money and didn't negotiate in, in all honesty i probably should have mm-hmm. just looking at it you know in retrospect um but men are like of course i'm gonna get a job and so it's this sort of instilled entitlement and confidence so they're like of course i'll get the job also, I'm not worth 25000 I am worth 30000 Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also feel like women are more trusting. And this isn't something I have stats to back up. But I find myself genuinely believing that, like... Everyone someone, is yes, there to help you. Yeah. Yes. So, like, my professors were always there to help me. And luckily, that turned out to be true. But, like, I assume that someone in this world, like in the corporate land knows how much
1: my position should be paid and then they will just pay it Mm -hmm. i've come to my senses don't worry and that like every single time you take on more work or you improve like someone will just like recognize your work and they'll give you a promotion and like a salary raise right and that's not real life that's not how it goes you have to like be a self and that's the other thing is men ask Mm -hmm. men ask for more races they ask for more promotions and like I don't know where the statistic came from, but I've always like I've read so many articles saying that men are more confident in that like if they are only like 70% oh, yeah. qualified for a job, they will still go after it and think that they deserve it whereas women if they're like 90% qualified for a job, they'll be like, "Oh, I'm 10% not qualified, so I'm not going to get it," so they don't go yeah. after it. Men in general have more confidence and they just take things. Which comes back to that whole like systemic privilege and systemic
0: bias. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's even research that shows in situations where women, men and women do ask for raises at the exact same frequency, the exact same amount of money, men are still more likely to get them. Um, and it could be because they walk in like assuming they deserve it, or it could be because we all still work with sexist people.
1: Well, and it's not even... I don't think it's a conscious sexism. Right. It's just the way it's always been. And so, like, it's our job to wake people up.
0: Yeah, I mean, because you and can like, even... I catch myself doing it. Mm-hmm. When I'm talking to people about, like, someone in leadership or something like that, I will subconsciously just end up using male pronouns. Because the person in my mm-hmm. head who is a leader or a CEO is male.
1: It's not That's on weird purpose. to hear you say. I, but it's, it, it's, just, it's its just... It's just the way society is, Yeah. yeah. Um, which, Betches, love Betches. They're amazing. Oh, they yes. did Listen a their whole... their podcast, too. They did a whole campaign, I think, in February that was called ask Hashtag... It was Hashtag Slay Your Pay. Slay Your Pay. That's what mm-hmm. it was. Yes. Yes. And they encouraged women to go and ask for raises. Which I think is amazing. To do something like that. I, yeah. I we mean, just want to copy Betches me. and do everything <laughs> they do. Yeah.
0: All of the things that they do. <laughs>
1: um,
0: yeah. And I would get into arguments with people, even in college and classes and things like that, because... It would seemingly be, you know, this environment where people are highly educated and very aware. And they'd be like, no, women take jobs to be more flexible so that they can be home with their kids. They might, but there are other statistics that show well, that those flexible positions yeah. have the same level of, like, productivity. Like, being, having a more flexible schedule can increase your productivity. Being a mother adds some beneficial, like, tra-
1: traits for the workplace. Well, and I even um, have spoken to someone who has been in management for many, many years and anonymous source and told me that Mm -hmm. he is more likely to give a promotion to a man because the man is not going to get pregnant and start a family and take maternity leave and then, you know, be a stay-at-home mom and, like, it's just more of a risk is the way he put it, to give a promotion to a woman as opposed to a man, which is a very old-school way of thinking I don't agree with it, but it's a fact that I think many people I in leadership roles take into consideration. Is,
0: that source is very typical of yes. corporate leadership. Yes. Like, stereotypical suit. Well, because it's <laughs>
1: not even, like, America's, like, in last place for, yeah. like, paternity leave. Right. Like, in a lot of countries, it's mandatory for men and women.
0: Oh, my gosh. And there are also super interesting st- st- statistics. I'm trying so hard not to turn this into a rant, you guys, I swear. <laughs> but, um, i You're doing a good job. When men and women talk about parenting or, like, if they have to take a job, like, a day off work to take their kid to the doctor, when a man does it, guess what happens? It's a positive reaction. People are like... You're such a good dad. Dad of the year. And it actually ends up working out in his favor.
1: And when a woman does it... Literally. So, Mm. the other day, another anonymous thing. Malia and I were at um, a lunch thing. And this woman (laughs) we were forced to sit next to (laughs) would not stop talking about how she was so proud of her husband because (sighs) he was, quote, babysitting so she could go out one night. Yeah. He was babysitting his own children, guys. Yes, this man... Was he getting paid?
0: Literally being a parent to his children. It's not expected. Praise and recognition. I can't. He probably got perp... Perps? Props? (laughs) (laughs) He probably got props from his boss, too. Like, that's the thing. And so all of this wraps into, like, you might have a guy who's a dad... And so he takes one day off of work every month because I don't know, he has twelve kids who have to go to the doctor. Twelve kids? No one has twelve kids. These are like hypothetical scenarios. (laughs) So like he does that and everyone's like, Oh my god, you're so nice. Steve, you are so great. A woman does it. You can do it all, Steve. A woman does it and they're like, Are you sure you have enough time for your family and for your job? (laughs) You're really like slacking at work, Glenda. I can't believe you're missing one day every month, and so it's just nuts. So then, when those two people go up for a performance review, Steve, you're so great, guy, and Glenda, you're you're so good at work, Steve, and
1: you still make time for the family. Yes,
0: Glenda. Oh, you work, but that family of yours—they're gonna get different like evaluations, and then they're gonna get different raises. So it's totally systemic. And I don't mean to just be like, everything sucks and nothing will ever be better. Mm -hmm. What I mean to say is equal pay is a really deep issue that we need to address on multiple levels.
1: And I like, so we went to, it's called Women in Networking. It was a networking event. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously it was networking. If you're in Arkansas, Um, hit us up and we'll get you the details because it's so great. Um, But they were talking about, other than, like, the emotional reasons for why it's important that to close the pay gap. Oh, yeah. It's also important because, like, for the future generations. Like, how many single women was it in Arkansas? So, Arkansas has something like
0: 80 or 90% of our single parent households are mothers. Mm -hmm. So, there are, like, of all of the single parents... Eighty and ninety percent are women, ten to twenty percent are men. And those eighty or ninety percent of women are making eighty
1: percent of what men make. Yeah. And so if we close that gap and gave them twenty percent more, not just gave it to them, I mean they earn it. But think about all the things it would do for the children, because then the child would grow up, you know, and And it's better on every level economically. And so I'm looking at we have an infographic pulled up. According to the National Center for Education Statistics, 58% of women have college degrees as opposed to 42% of men. That's a big gap. So, like, why do we have a gap? I don't get it. Yeah. Women are smarter. That's a lot more. So that's the other thing. People are like, well, women just aren't as qualified. Mm -hmm. Literally, in this situation. (laughs) And the people who hold the most professional level jobs, 52% are women. 48% are men, but the men have the higher up positions.
0: Yeah, so you look at who gets promoted, you look at who gets raises when they get promoted, and then you look at who makes it all the way up to leadership positions, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and that's where you really see the pay
1: gap. 25% of women hold executive, senior level, officials, and management positions. 25%, guys. 25% of those positions are women. Yes, that's what I meant. Not 25% of women.
0: Yeah, statistics <laughs> are hard. I get the most of all the time. It's like a
1: pie chart. I was going to say,
0: I'm looking at the, at the pie chart paint. right now. Um, and women make up, remember, 58% of people with degrees and 52% of professional positions, but only 25% of senior level.
1: Well, and also, we've had this conversation before. I don't understand how men function in management positions because women... I mean, excuse my my non-feminist language, but we're naggers. We're going to get shit done. We will remind you if you're slacking. Yeah, honestly, some of the
0: crappy traits that, like, women have been socialized to, like, take on, we take on responsibility. Mm -hmm. There's a really interesting article I shared ages ago that was basically, like, the emotional cost of being the person who notices things. And so, it's like, in the household, women are more likely to be the one who just notices that the dishes need done. So, even if you're not the one who has to do the dishes, you have to assign that someone has to do the dishes. You have to make a chore chart. <laughs> yes.
1: And that was another thing we talked about. So you have it, to do that in the workplace as well. At Women in Networking, we talked about how men are deemed as, like, the head of the household.
0: But um, who actually
1: runs the effing household?
0: The a woman. There's a lot of who research. Who tells you it's what women. to do. Yes. And that's the sort of, like, women tell women at home delegating and managing. If you're managing
1: the household, yes. first of all,
0: you are the head of the household. Second of all, those management skills boss.
1: totally apply in the office. Yes, because you have to babysit everyone. We know this firsthand. Yes. Like, you have to have that maternal like instinct to actually like deal with people and like, not blow your brains right. out. Like family reunions when you're chasing around your
0: cousins being like, did you clean off the table? Did you do this? Did you do this? Mm-hmm. Did you do this? And you follow up in 20 minutes. That is a workplace skill, you guys. Yes. Assigning someone to do... Yeah. It's delegating and splitting work. It's a skill that I've met men in the workplace and they don't have. Like, delegating is something that you just kind of had to do if you're a woman in a household. Well, and not even
1: just delegating, but following up and making Mm -hmm. sure it's done and it's good. Yeah. And then you have to, yes, check on it and give feedback. Because men can delegate. But. Sometimes. Okay. Um, We're going on a bit of a rant. But basically, women, believe in yourselves. You have the skills. Ask for the raise. Negotiate your salary. Slay your pay. (laughs) Slay your pay. Ask
0: for more. (laughs) When Elise mentioned that it's not just an emotional argument, because as you can tell, we can get emotional about it because, oh, and there are also studies on, like, Harvard Business Review, so they know their shit, you guys. Um, They have a really good podcast, by the way. It's the HBR Idea Cast. But um, they have done kind of case studies that show that women are actually better leaders because they have these communication skills and these interpersonal negotiation skills and they're better at compromise. Um, Oh my God, so this is so interesting to me. But, and I'm a real nerd, you guys. When I was in college, we had a guest speaker come to our class and discuss, the class was women in law, and we were discussing um, post-genocidal Rwanda, And in Rwanda, when they were recovering from um, the genocide, they had specifically reached out and made a point to put women in leadership. So Rwanda actually has more women in their government than America. Like, see if that doesn't, like, blow your brains a little bit. Um, But yeah, so after the Rwandan like genocide they put women in leadership specifically because women had these skills with these interpersonal skills and these bridge building and these communications because they had these two
1: very different ethnic groups well and we're also like as much as y'all call us crazy and manipulative (laughs) yes we are and that's a valuable skill yes because a part of like I've learned the hard way a huge part of managing and working with people is learning their weaknesses and manipulating them to make those their strengths and to yes. get shit done. And like shaping them and molding them. Yes. So yeah,
0: in this situation the men were like, no I'm a Tutsi. I can't talk to that Hutu. He probably killed my dad. That Hutu? <laughs> <laughs> my is says... this?
1: Rwandan. No. I didn't know you knew Rwandan. It's- Elise is not good at history. (laughs) Y'all, I took like five years of Spanish, still can't speak a word. No,
0: but you need to watch Hotel Rwanda. It's a super bummer of a movie, but it talks about the genocide and like like a story. It's really sad. But anyway, these are the two ethnic groups, right? So they were like, no, the men were like, I'm not talking to that guy. He probably killed my dad. And then the other guy's like, well, he probably killed my brother. I'm not talking to him. And the women would come in and they would see a way to broker peace and make full work together and help them heal and cooperate because otherwise you just end up with the same war you've had for years. So they have a significant number of women in leadership for that exact same reason. They were like, women have been conditioned to be better at these communication skills. Yes. We should put more of them in leadership. We're,
1: and we're not here to say that like, women are better at everything.
0: <coughs> just
1: kidding. But we are here to say we are better communicators, and we're—I think personally—that we're better at management positions because because we care. <laughs> I think I'm speaking Rwandan. <laughs> we need to move on because I am like so but just on a the rant. The point right is, now. it just
0: takes—it takes all kinds, and when you only have one kind of person in management, when it's only a white person in management or a white man or however this goes. Uh, you don't get the sort of mix of personalities that you really need to make something successful. Uh, and we're missing out on a huge economic opportunity by not having women in these leadership roles and elevated at these same positions at the same rates. Yeah. There was the statistic they shared where, like, if women were paid the same as men, it would automatically, like, cause like a $1 billion increase in GDP. Yes. yes. Which is nuts. That's so like that a the
1: huge, Yes. Okay.
0: Huge boost to the economy is what that means. For fellow non-nerds. Yes.
1: And so. If, if you're listening to this, I mean, obviously, everything will be out after we publish this. But we have mm-hmm. an awesome infographic on the pink tax and, like, how much women spend a year on just, like, being yeah, women. Yeah.
0: I'm going to say, on some of it's society's bullshit expectations. Yes. Some
1: of it's the fact that women's razors are just more expensive than men's razors. Yep. And then we also have an awesome article written by someone we met at Women in Networking about equal pay day she's so from the equal pay coalition yes and has st- such good things to say um if y'all hear noises it's laz being a little turd laz is Elise's cat um, i apologize he's very cute he's in a box right now he's Tearing apart a box. Laz is just so passionately upset by the fact that women have. He is. Christmas He's Christmas taking hands. out his aggression on a box. Oh, it was. <laughs> that there was some
0: statistic. It was there were more men named Joe who are CEOs <laughs> of Fortune 500 companies than there are women. Stop,
1: yeah. Joe schmo. Get yeah. out. it's like literally there are more men. Named Joe, or we John. just want like fifty percent. Yeah. We're not trying to take over the world. I mean, we are trying to take over the world. Elise and I personally. Yes, we personally We'd like to be your benevolent overlords. <laughs> <laughs> Us and Betches. We'll form like yeah. a big Betch Eileen can come. Yes, Eileen, we love you. I think it's Aileen. Aileen. Um, and New anyways. Yorkers. Okay, so what's going on in the news? Guys, this next piece of news <laughs> is honestly as upsetting as
0: the pay gap. Just kidding. But it's close. The Mindy Project will end after season six. It's because
1: of the pay gap.
0: I'm just kidding. Dun, dun,
1: dun, <laughs> dun. Mindy Kaling,
0: we love her. Y'all, that is such, it's, first of all, it's such a good show. Like, it heals my heart. Second of all, it's such an important show. Yes. That is an Indian woman running her own show. Starring in her own show. Writing her own show. With a little biracial baby.
1: Her boyfriend has a biracial baby. Like, everybody's just like... And she did an episode where she was a white man. And her life was so blessed. Hashtag blessed. If you remember
0: two weeks ago when we did our last podcast... My thing that I was loving this week was Mendy Lahiri as a white man because it was so good. It was a little dramatic, but it was good. It was. It was a little overdone, but I didn't even care because it was so good. But it's comedy, so it's supposed to be. So, the mini Project is ending.
1: <sighs> I, we're sad. We're going to do a TV Tuesday when season are. 6 premieres because we're going to do a TV Tuesday about the season 5 at, like finale, but I haven't watched it yet. I'm glaring at everything right now because, guys, <laughs> it's so good. I thought it was going to be like sad so I put it off like last season's finale where yes. she and Danny like hooked Ugh. up and then was, decided he was still gonna get married. Was that this? Se- I don't remember. No. Oh, you're right. I think that yeah. was. It was end of season four, beginning of season five.
0: Yeah, and the mid season was Jodie buying her that apartment.
1: Yes. Maybe. No. No, that was she, all the same episode. That, that was, was the this finale. season? No, I think it was no. the season yes. five. Four finale. It was the season four finale because she went and had sex with Danny in an elevator and then left and she was like, I love you, Danny. And he's like, I love you, too. And then she goes home and it zooms, it zooms in on his wedding invitation. Yeah, she gets the wedding invitation and then Joey Ugh. buys her an apartment. It was all a mess, basically. The show was a mess. Can I just say, since it's been on Hulu, it hasn't been... Like, I know they've, like, done stuff with, like her as a white man and, like, Joseph Gordon-Levitt came on one time. But it hasn't been as good I since it's been I feel that a Hulu. little bit, too. It's been very, I don't know... It's it's like when a show's been around for a long time. Like Once Upon a Time is suffering. Yeah. Gossip Girl suffered after season like two. two.
0: That's what I was gonna say. So like I am sad that it's ending at season six, but it's better than letting <laughs> it go
1: to its spirally
0: horrible, miserable death. Like cost, Grey's Anatomy. Cost. Yes. Yeah. At least it's not Grey's Anatomy. Don't even like How I Met Your Mother. That last season Sucks.
1: sucked. I didn't watch it. It sucked. I'm like I I watch episodes here. And well, then, you know what happened yeah. is the mom died. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. I knew that since day one, though. Like, I wasn't, I didn't understand why everyone was shocked. Because I was like, he's by himself talking to his children about their mother. Obviously, she's dead. Well, yeah. You know. Anyway, we can talk about that on and on.
0: But, like, but. some shows are just driven into the absolute ground. Yes. Bones is another example. Yes. Oof. So, it's it's sad that it's ending, but I'm glad it's getting a graceful death.
1: And they know, so they can prepare. Like, they, they know how it's going to end, and they can do it gracefully. It'll be a real finale. Yes, not but just, like, a cancellation. God, I hate those. Did it get canceled, or are they just deciding to end it? I don't know. Because, like, Pretty Little Liars, they, like, from day one, they were, like, we're ending after season seven. They never got canceled. They would have gone on for, like, Grey's Anatomy status.
0: Yeah. See, I don't know. Yeah, that's what I don't know. She didn't say they were canceled. She just said, like, season six is the last. So, so maybe I wonder if just, it was just a they, decision. Yeah. Yeah. I could see it so from the storytelling perspective. I was even thinking that. Well, when, when Danny I left, the... I was
1: like, what do I have to live for? Yeah.
0: Danny I'm left, Danny. and then Elise already knows the spoiler. If you have not watched the season five finale it of the mini right project, now. close this podcast. <laughs> but, so, end season five finale, she proposes to Ben. Oh!
1: And it's so it. adorable, Hi. and I died. So, she finds out that he bought her a ring. Yeah. Okay. Well, then good. There's a whole
0: dramatic... like, fixed. Of course, there are dramatic shenanigans that happen in between, but then she proposes to Ben, but even then I was sitting there and I was like, what's going to happen next? The last time this happened, she was engaged to Danny, and everything ended terribly. So okay. I'm hoping they'll give her a happy ending, since they only have, like, one season to suffer through. He was right. Together. She doesn't
1: deserve him. Ben? Yes. Oh, I know. I forget his name, but yeah, he's so sweet. Although... She's like... Selfish.
0: he has had his moments this season where he's a little shitty too they've kind of balanced it I mean, out no one's
1: perfect yeah but he's not danny Dan- danny was a piece of shit i love yeah. danny but
0: yeah i think it's they did such a good job with that relationship to me and it's just it's so good mm-hmm. you'll like the finale
1: i really loved the episode where it was groundhog day and she did like their yeah like over and over like until she got it right And she finally, like, learned all this stuff about him and, like, deserved him. Anyway. Yes, I
0: liked that, too. And that was, like, a turning point in their relationship. Yes. So that's news. So I'm also really excited about this next thing. Um, Guys, she said it to me, and it's the first time I've heard about <laughs> Kardashian news, and I don't even know how long.
1: So, as y'all know, Dream Kardashian has been alive for several months now. I don't know how many months, I'm not that obsessed. Oh, is she like for real alive? Yeah, I she, she was alive. still no, in it's Euro. Just, no, in the show, okay, so apparently I think it's on Sundays the show comes on. I don't have cable now, so I don't watch E as religiously as I used to. But, in the latest episode of the okay, so dream of the life for real, yes, but in but TV in the show, time, show she's, she's still in utero, yes, it right. was several months ago. So Rob Kardashian forgot that his kid is half black. We're being generous
0: with forgot because it was definitely he just ignored. willful erasure of the fact <sighs> that his child is half black
1: guys they refused to put on Hulu, so I'm a whole season behind. But I wish I could have seen this episode because, Anything with Rob on it is just like hilarious because he's so stupid. <laughs> he was just oh, so. apparently the whole episode he talked about how his kid was Armenian and Chloe, God yes. bless her, was like, I think she's gonna be a little black too because as you guys know, Black China, <laughs> aka Angela
0: Kardashian, is, is black. the mama of said baby and she is black.
1: And also, so the article we read, I think it was Refinery29, Yeah, they kept referring to the baby as a quarter Armenian. <laughs> it
0: threw a leaf for such I was a like, loop. Malia, this
1: person is an idiot. Like, they're half Armenian because Rob Kardashian <laughs> and Kris Jenner are both Armenian. Plot twist. So then we looked up Kris Jenner and, guys, she's white. Real white. Yeah. I had no, she's tan, she looks just like Kim, she looks Armenian. So yeah, first of all,
0: he's erasing three-fourths of this baby to be like, she's
1: Armenian. Yes. Three-fourths? Well, half, because she's a quarter white and a quarter Armenian, right? Yeah, but I mean, that quarter white's not Armenian either. Right, but I'm I'm just just saying. Yeah, like. Yeah, and apparently, like he started cooking Armenian foods, and Black was just like staring and, at him and not like yeah. Also, she was there while he was like my Armenian <laughs> child, blah 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 blah, just like staring at him. Well, and then he like when Chloe was like, I think she's gonna be a little Black too. He was like, Let's not get into a, a race war. Yeah, yes, that's, that's like, what it was. And Black China was there the whole time.
0: Sorry, Angela. Girl, Kardashian. Speak up. yeah, and I mean, she might have. They probably just cut it out of the fucking
1: show. She, yeah, I mean, she probably went off on him later and was like, like have you seen her go off on him? Yeah, yes. like, why are you texting bitches? Yes, I That's mean, funny.
0: she's amazing, so I'm sure she did. She was like, yeah. you suck, our baby is black, you dumbass. But, unfortunately, the producers got a hold of it before we could see
1: it. <laughs> I just can't believe that this is a plot point on I can't either. keeping up with Like, what kind of
0: dick brain do you have to be to be like, <laughs> He's nah. so stupid. Not nah, Armenian. Only Armenian. Okay, so that was just like our He fun. should have found himself an Armenian woman if he wanted that baby to be. Are Armenian. there any,
1: like, other than the Kardashians in yeah, America? In like other countries. Oh. I'm in America. Yeah, there is some in America too. You should to, like no. go to New York. Well. We don't want to get into the Black China gold digger thing. But I'm Team Angela Kardashian, that's all I have to say. Her name is Black China. <laughs> Angela Kardashian. No.
0: Who Dat, a special edition of Who Weekly, is what truly got me on team Angela Kardashian. Um,
1: I need to listen to that. She's got it. Okay, so our final piece of news. Do you want to introduce this? Yes. It's still race-related. Like, we're getting real political on this podcast. We are. Look at us go. We have some, like,
0: social issues we want to talk about. (laughs) But, you guys, it's about Michelle Obama, who we all know and love. Highest approval rating of like anyone ever. Wait, really? She really does have a higher like she has one of the highest approval ratings of, of like first any ladies? first lady, and higher than a lot of presidents. Higher than
1: Barbara Bush, or is it Laura Bush? I, don't know. I think which one? They're I don't know. They were both really popular. They were both up there. What about yeah. Jackie Kennedy? Anyway, besides but, the point.
0: <laughs> and she super well, way more popular than our current president, Michelle Obama, our hero, our lady, the wonder. Wore her hair natural for the first time in more than
1: eight years in public. public we don't know what she did in her life. Yes. We don't know her life. But yeah, she went out in public. It was like in a ponytail and it, it was, was just. So cute, just a little puffs. And I like, well, we first saw this article and I sent it to Malia and I was like, I can't believe this, but also I can. Yeah, it's, and you know, it's in every other picture, her hair's been relaxed
0: and curled and mm. bouncy and shiny and there yeah. are all sorts of. I mean, once I saw the article, like, this is, it had never occurred to me in the entire eight years of her being first lady that I had never seen her with natural hair. Yeah, me either. And then
1: we saw it and I was like, oh. Oh, And the featured image was her with, like, like relaxed hair. Really, like, satiny looking, like, curls. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, that's not natural. Right. We're like, no, no one's hair looks like that. (laughs) Ooh.
0: (laughs) Wow. But yeah, I had no idea. I mean... Right, and then once it like once it was pointed out, but it's just it's so expected of Black women to do things to their hair to make it like that's so sad white that like it's fine like, like she looked cute AF. Yes, and I mean we have coworkers who wear their hair natural, and it looks so good. Like anyway, so team so, yeah. natural. do Now what you that you she's do out of the White hair. House, she's just like, and that's the whole thing too. And it's got a lot to do with like presentability and respectability politics. Mm-hmm. Um where black women have to act a certain way and present a certain way to be accepted, especially when they are Mm -hmm. the first lady of the United States.
1: Well, and that's like in our pink tax infographic. At first, it was very easy to just be like, oh, we spend $25 on a haircut. And like, if we get our hair highlighted or dyed, like, it's like a hundred. But then it was like, we also have to think about, you know, black women have to get perms. They have to get weaves, like... You know? They need more conditioners for their hair, yes. oils, products. I buy one $20 can of hairspray and it lasts me an entire year. And then we came across the thing that, like, well, like, it's not exactly, like, doing things to your hair isn't a, quote, necessity, just, right. like, getting, like, buying makeup. You don't have to wear makeup, but it's expected of us. Right. Like, you're expected to touch up your roots. You're expect like, black women are expected to have hair that doesn't look like their natural hair. And, and for, it's sad. It sucks.
0: And there are all sorts of statistics to back that up. But People with relaxed hair do better in interviews. They are, they get better mm-hmm. performance reviews.
1: Women who wear makeup get better reviews Literally have better reactions from people. I was told once in our first video we ever shot that my hair being curly, like, it was too bouncy and I wasn't, like, taken seriously. Yeah. So, like, and I've read so many articles about in interviews, do not curl your hair. Always straighten it because you're seen as more serious. And you're not supposed to wear bright colors. You're supposed to wear boring,
0: like neutral, serious colors. Yeah. And it's right. And all sorts of expectations around women being more feminine or more manly because, Mm -hmm. like, you're not supposed to wear anything overly feminine to an interview because then you're not serious. You're just a set of tits. (sighs) I'm that anyway. (sighs) Let's share that, like, hashtag that Emma Watson video. Where she's like, look, I can have tits and I can be a serious person. I am a feminist. And I can be
1: a feminist. Um, So here's to you, Michelle Obama. We love you. We love you and we love your hair. And we love you. Dream.
0: Not Rob. (laughs) Rob, you're on our shit list. And
1: apparently Malia really loves Angela.
0: (laughs) And Angela. I'm team team Angela in this relationship. And of course, always Mindy Kaling. Oh, always. So what else are we loving this week? Do you want to go first? I'll go first. I'm really excited I am, Elise is probably more excited, but I like to think I'm most excited because literally the hour before we recorded this podcast, our book of the month box came in and we're big old nerds. You know, I'm a nerd. Um, and so for the office we get all, so normally with book of the month, like You get your selections, and they pick five, and you read about them, and you only get to pick one. We get all five for The Office to review and look at and whatever because, I don't know, we're blessed. (laughs) Because we're so popular. (laughs) And they came in, and I'm so glad we get all of them because there is no way I could have chosen, and I probably would have had to have ordered all of them anyway.
1: Also, for the first time ever, I want to read two of them. It's a shock. That's never happened. They're always like murder mysteries, and I'm like, I don't care. Give me some romance. But I'm I'm really excited, and we have our review will be up probably Tomorrow. the day this goes well, live, the day before.
0: Okay, so yeah, yeah, the reviews will be up, and like so you can read about it. Um, it's only like ten dollars a month, so if I didn't get you know the whole set to the office, I would definitely have it already. Christine ordered it um and had it for years. But if you are interested, you can read more about it on Live. Um And if you are just totally sold and you want to go sign up, you can sign up at earnspinlive.com slash go slash book of the month. And yeah, it's just, it's so good. You won't regret it. Worst case scenario, they send you a really good book every month. Oh no.
1: <laughs> or just one good book out of five. Oh, that would have killed me this month. There's <laughs> no way. I know. So what are you loving this week? I am loving my Nectar Sleep Mattress. So my review is up on the site. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed. Um, so Nectar is a new mattress company. They came out just this year. And they have, like, it's a memory foam mattress that has, like, seven layers. I don't remember what all of them do. It's in my article. <laughs> um, but it, the price ranges from 500 to $900. And the queen size that I have is 795 so it's insanely, like, affordable. Yeah. Because um, I
0: mean, it seems like a lot of money at first when you put it that way, but you have to remember, you keep a mattress for seven years, mm-hmm. you spend a third of your life on yeah. it,
1: and Nectar has a lifetime warranty where, like, there was one review on the side that this woman was like, oh, I spilled Coke on mine, and they sent me, like, a free cover to replace what? it. Yeah, like, you can send in your mattress, and, like, they'll recover it and everything. Like, that's lifetime crazy. warranty. Yes, It's awesome. Go check it out. Go check out the review. Um, And, yeah, I, I would recommend it to everyone.
0: I wholeheartedly endorse memory foam mattresses. Yes. I don't have a Nectar because I didn't know about them until after I'd already bought my new mattress. <laughs> my mattress is six months old, so we're keeping it for another 6.5 yeah. years. Um, but it's on – I mean, that's a really – that's really comparable to what I paid for our mattress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we got it locally and it's memory foam. And again, it's the cheaper alternative to something like Tempur-Pedic, which mm-hmm. for years was the only memory foam mattress. And it's
1: thousands of dollars. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Like, my, I had just like, is it just called a pillow top mattress yeah. that's not memory foam? Okay. That's what I had until, you know, I got the Nectar mattress. Or, and it, it was like, did it have a pillow top or was it just springs? It was probably just springs. I don't mm-hmm. know, but it was like $500. Yeah. And like this is only two hundred and ninety-five more. And you were tired of this one and it's not even that old. Well my boyfriend hated it. Like it was way too like it was fine for me, but it was too firm for him. And that's what's crazy about the nectar mattress is like he has to have something soft. And I have to have something super-duper firm. And, like, we both adore Nectar Mattress. Like, I slept in until 11.30 on Saturday morning. Yeah, I feel the same way. that doesn't happen. Because
0: memory like, I'm the same way. I want something really firm and supportive. I had mm-hmm. a memory foam pillow, memory foam mattress. Give me all of the memory foam. Yep. My body needs to be, like... Cradle, <laughs> and then Jordan's like, I want everything to be soft and squishy. Poke, Is that just poke, a poke, man poke, thing? Poke. Maybe it's so weird. Well, and like, I don't know if I'm like sore and tired at the end of the day, I don't want to yeah, like fall on yeah. the springs I don't either. either. But the memory foam, they hold up better, they don't get bed bugs, they don't get all this other nasty shit. They're just better. Yeah, I would
1: totally get. Them. I would, yeah, Nectar looks like If you were shopping right now, you would get Nectar. I probably would. I would recommend it to you. I would recommend it to everyone. And I'm also, we have an article coming out soon called First Apartment, like, Essentials. And I'm going to put the Nectar mattress in there. Because if I could go back in time, like, if Nectar existed when I got my apartment, like, I would have bought that. Well, Hands down. When I
0: lived alone at first, I had, like, you know, so you know how, like, your true first mattress is. It's, like... Your grandma's best friend, like, was getting rid of her mattress, and it was a good quality mattress, and she only slept on it for 10 years, and then it's your mattress, and it's the shot to hell piece of crap. Or, better case scenario, it was your mattress for 10 years, and it's the one you brought from your parents' house. Like, it's never good. I slept on that for years, and then I slept on a dorm mattress, and then I was like, I'm not spending a lot of money on a mattress. And then I did, I sat down and like, if you do the math, it's like the cost of Netflix every month over the course of seven years. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and you spend so much time in your bed, <sighs> Yeah, it was so worth it. Yes. Like when
0: we splurged for a quote unquote expensive mattress. So like a thousand dollars, so worth it. Best purchase we've made. And you wrote splurge versus save bedroom essentials. And yeah. you said
1: splurge on a mattress.
0: I did the real, if you really want to read the math, it's <laughs> in there. Actually, that is when I did the yeah. math. Yeah. Cause it's ugh, so worth it. Okay, so what was your boss-slash-adulting
1: moment this week?
0: My adulting moment, speaking of grown-ups buying things, I'm buying a house. It's super old, so it'll be a lot of work for me and a lot of updates about my house for you guys. Um, But this weekend, we ripped down and then put back up part of a ceiling Um, because it was old and water damaged and just looked bad. So we ripped it out, um, put in more insulation to make it more energy efficient, and then put up a new ceiling, which... We were done. We were very pleased with ourselves. So you, like, had a
1: chill weekend. Yeah. Like, super, didn't do
0: anything. Super relaxing. Yeah. I'm <laughs> really good at that.
1: <laughs> she literally bailed on. I did. So this is Elise's, yes, like, adulting my boss My adulting moment. moment is that I got my ass to a group workout today. It's called Pure Bar. It's. Awful, don't do it. It's like a boot camp. It's notorious for kicking ass. <laughs> so Malia, Christine, and I like booked it last Friday, yeah. and like we made plans to go Monday today. And Malia bailed because I did. she was so sore. I was like, no, there's no way I can make it. <laughs> there's I will die. So Christine and I went, and that's my adulting moment because even though it sounds dumb, like people work out every day, it's not like a thing. I don't work out Mm-mm. and I've kind of become like a part of my couch, like, I'm, like, a legit couch potato, (laughs) so I'm trying to put my health first, or, like... You are the fourth couch cushion. Yes. So, I'm trying, and, I mean, we went, like, during work, so it was, like, a big deal, like, we actually did it, and Christine doesn't work out either. Right. Like, less than me, if that's possible. I mean,
0: we're all... It's one of those things, like... I mean, we're adult, like responsible women. Mm-hmm. We know you're supposed to, and it's good for you. And well, blah,
1: blah, and blah. the older we get, the slower our metabolism gets, and the more like cellulite we get. And you gotta do something about it, ladies. Yeah, gotta just, get yeah, off our asses. You Gotta get fit.
0: And it's easier to build a habit when you're younger and all this shit. Yes. So anyway, there are a thousand reasons we should all have workout routines, but the hardest part is finding a workout you'll actually
1: do. Yes. So. Which I don't know if this is it. No. I don't but, know. I love my <laughs> yoga. But the adulting part of this is that you tried a new thing. Yes. And you like gave it a shot. I did. And I'm like, like group workout classes, like kind of freaked me out because I feel very self-conscious. So like, it's, I mean, it's like a thing. Like I went. Yeah. Like it was fine. I'm hopefully going sometime this week. We'll see. Yeah, we all have, like, a fr- like your the first free week, week is free. Yeah. And then they're and $20 then, each, which is insane. Well, and then after that, it's, like, $99 your first month. And then every month, like, if you pay by the month, it's, like, $170. These are, like, some really expensive workout classes. Yeah, so... Know about all I that. don't really think on it slurge versus save. I'm gonna go save. <laughs> well, I was already freaking out. Like I wasn't doing yoga because it was seventy dollars a month. Yeah. So that's, like, I mean that's I'm how I'm not I gonna pay a hundred more than that. I have finally so I'm like, you know what? I'm doing
0: yoga. Yoga is You know, the best exercise you, or the best, like, workout is the one you actually do. Mm -hmm. Yoga's the workout I'll actually do. So it's worth it for me to just pony up for the unlimited, just 70 bucks a month.
1: Yeah. And when I move back to come, I'll go with you. Yeah. And, like, Like but Christine was saying
0: she might, like, for her, she really enjoyed it. And so for her, it's going to be, like, it might be worth $20 a class to go. Yeah. Because it's something she really enjoys and thinks she would do regularly. So for her, it might be a splurge, but for us, safe. Yep. Adulting. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that was so cute that was like a song <laughs> write a song right now
0: uh yes that's my <laughs> that's my backup career singer songwriter um so yeah we love stuff we like adulting um we hate the pay gap yes so let's close it holla at us if you are gonna ask for more or um what was the raise the Raise, hashtag slay your pay. Slay your pay. Was yes. raise your pay.
1: That's not it's it. The betches hashtag. Use the hashtag. Um, use our hashtag. Just each Yes, use that too and tell us that you use the betches hashtag. Yeah, and we want to tell we us anything. Know. Yes, we want to know stories. We want to know if you like were successful in negotiating your salary or asking for more. Or if you weren't successful, because we have stories about not being successful. It's true. So we will
0: not judge you. And you can hear them on some episode of the podcast. Yes. <laughs> I don't
1: remember which one, but it's it was just, a couple of episodes ago. It's the ago. No Judging Breakfast Club. Heck yeah. Yeah. Um, and we also want to know if, like, you're, like, a, what are they called, meninous? And, like, you hate us and disagree with us. I don't want to know that. You can tweet Elise I do. personally.
0: It's <laughs> at Um uh, because I don't want to hear your opinion if you're on menace. No,
1: I'll retweet them. I'll think they're hilarious. Get I'll be, hear. like, Chrissy Teigen and I'll just, like, laugh at you. That's, like, your life goal. At yes, I want to be want Chrissy, Chrissy Teigen.
0: Also, we should use that as, like, a pull quote for the intro. Is,
1: I want to be Chrissy Teigen. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever try to sound like me again.
0: Was oh, it was spot on. All of our listeners will agree. All right. Um, okay, bye, bye guys. guys.